Hello everyone and welcome to this edition of the All The Anime Podcast. I'm Jeremy Graves and I am joined by Mr. Andy Hanley on this Tuesday, the 12th of May. Yes, hello everybody. I should be, I mean, in case anyone's listening to this in the far-flung future, I guess I should say it is the 12th of May 2020. I need to get my, uh, my, uh, I can't think of what, just my date right. I was going to try to think of a really fancy word. I failed miserably. If if you're playing the uh, all the anime podcast bingo of what will Jeremy screw up in saying today, you may now take a shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad we've covered this off so that when somebody finds some like iPhone buried in some time capsule somewhere, like after the end of humanity, and they kind of find a way to pull the data off of it, and they find some single audio recording, and it'll just be like the episode of this podcast that they downloaded and forgot to delete. At least they will know that our voices came from the year 2020. And uh, yeah, it's not, 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 not a great year in the archives, it's fair to say, if you are like historian from the future or some kind of alien who's found this broadcast in space. Like 2020, not a good year on planet Earth. Just putting that out there. <laughs> so I'm just going to roll with this for a second. What do you like when it comes to deleting podcasts off your phone? Um, oh, I'm very strict about it. Like as soon, I mean, I basically have them set to kind of like auto delete as soon as they're listened to. So it just, yeah, I, I'm I'm very stringent. Even if a podcast downloads, it's like you know, I'm not going to listen to that one. It's gone straight away. Like it, weirdly, even though I have way more storage on my phone than I need, I, I have no kind of interest in like keeping podcasts once I've listened to them on, on my device. For me, it. As harsh as it sounds, it kind of depends on what the show is because I have a lot of I have a lot of music podcasts, and sometimes they maybe just talk to a particular artist or it's about a particular album or something. And I'm just like, oh, you know what? I'm pretty going to want to listen to that again at some point. I'll just keep it on my phone. But then there are other times where I just sort of listen to something, and then maybe I just queue up another podcast for when that one's finished, and then I just forget to delete it because I also have a habit of maybe saying falling asleep to a podcast. And then if it's yeah. deleted, or I think, did I listen to that one? Then <laughs> I'd have the habit of uh, of sometimes having to need needing to go back and find it again. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a terrible part of our like throwaway culture in that. Yeah, I'm I'm bad bad like that with a lot of things where you know I, I don't really kind of keep stuff that often. I mean, ironically, like anime is kind of the one thing that you know I have a a collection of effectively at this point. Like anything else, is very much a case of. I'll watch it, listen to it, play it, and then it's kind of, you know, gone from my mind for, forevermore for the most part. Mm. It's interesting, like, just general podcast habits. I mean, I know someone who legit doesn't delete any podcast he downloads, and then I inevitably ask the question, well, what do you do when you run out of memory? And then there was a very awkward pause. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the one time where I've, I've ever kind of regretted not doing that is, uh, I don't know if they've changed their rules or if they're still the same, but I know some BBC podcasts, much like iPlayer stuff, it only stays up for so long. Because, like, normally with podcasts, like, unless they disappear off the face of the planet entirely, you can always go back and download those archived episodes. But I know the BBC had a, a policy, a, a lot of their kind of, you know, series, kind of live broadcasts as podcasts were, were only up for, like, seven days in, in line with their iPlayer kind of uh, regulations. So that was that was the one thing where sometimes I was like, oh, man, like, I can't ever go back to this now. I wish I'd found some way to keep it. Yeah, it, it's weird because I, I, I subscribe to some, like, say, football podcasts and stuff as well, like BBC's Five Live or the Fighting Talk one. And the, I've got a really weird issue at the moment with the Fighting Talk feed in that, well, I mean, this isn't the weird thing. Like, they have, like, the four most recent episodes, which is totally understandable because, you know, only so much bandwidth that the BBC can have at the end of the day. But for whatever reason, after a certain point of time, regardless whether I've listened to 
all the episodes or not. Because I sometimes go on binges of listening to a certain thing for a while, then I'll go on to something else, and then once I've got a bunch of episodes, like, stockpiled, I'll then start listening to them. It's just the way I roll, because I'm weird. But with the Fighting Talk feed, what it's what it's starting to do is just deleting episodes I've not listened to, even though I was told my iPhone don't do it. Yes, yeah, so that is basically... I mean, I'm not sure quite how it manages it once it's downloaded, because, I mean, I, I seem to recall that, you know... With, with other BBC podcasts I've had, God, we're really like going on this topic now, aren't we? Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, with other BBC podcasts I've had, like as long as you're downloaded, it's fine. But you know, it disappears off of their RSS feed. So yeah, that is that is a bit weird. But you know, maybe they've maybe they've worked some kind of magic to ensure that everyone strictly adheres to their like thirty day policy or something. Yeah, I'm almost inclined to just almost like unsubscribe and and maybe just set a reminder on my phone like every Sunday, like download the latest Fighting Talk. Because I still yeah. want them, but then if I'm not subscribed and the feed is not automatically updating, I'm wondering if that would help. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that's it. Because because the other thing that the the Apple the the iPhone podcast app does is it, if if it notices you've not listened to episodes or something for a while, it just quietly stops downloading them because it assumes like, hey, you're not really listening to this. And that seems to be quite random for me as to when it and when it when it does and when it doesn't choose to do that so maybe it just at some point decided that you weren't listening to it enough and kind of you know stopped auto downloading and then you know obviously then stuff just starts disappearing off the feed yeah it does that with my phone as well but um with my iphone i should say not my phone that's not like a new brand of iphone um but but yeah, it does that with mine as well but admittedly it the ones that it picks to do that with are actually very smart choices like no. when it sort of says, "Oh, you've not downloaded this in a while," and I go back and go, "Oh, really? When's the last one I downloaded?" And I'm like, "Oh, wow, it has been like three months, hasn't it?" So, <laughs> and then inevitably, sometimes when I just go through and see what have I not listened to in a while, it then actually helps me to think, you know what? I'm in the mood to catch up on that. Let's see what they've got. Yeah, yeah. Like I've definitely, I've sort of been again to carry on with this, this topic. Like I, I very much had to like rework my podcast listening habits uh, in in recent times because it used to be like walking to and from work was kind of my big chunk of podcast listening time, like that and cooking. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, like now, I don't have those walks to and from work. I suddenly realised I was getting way behind with podcasts, so I've kind of like retools you know in terms of like ah this is going to be podcast listening time like you know some of some of my animal crossing time where i'm not doing anything you know that i need to be too actively engaged in you know i'll just also double it up as podcast listening time and that kind of thing Mm. yeah do you know what this is a totally off the cuff discussion but for anyone listening let us know how you listen to the podcast you know do you do it while you're cooking or you know doing housework or when you're allowed out for, for exercise or something, you know, d- d- tell us how you listen to it. Like, d- it's genuinely something I'm, I'm curious about if anyone wants to actually enlighten us. Yeah, yeah, so stop what you're doing right now. Go to your phone and tweet us what, what you were doing, what we've interrupted by asking you to do that. Unless you're on the toilet, in which case we do not want to know. That's fine. <laughs> tweet us at all the anime and include that tag, uh, ask all the anime as well, the hashtag. Just yeah. let us know. Yeah, hashtag not on the toilet. Which, do you know what, Andy? Actually, this is a fairly good segue. Actually, we'll get to the, the introduction proper in a few <laughs> is <it>? minutes. <laughs> is it? I'm, dread- I'm dreading this segue now. Oh wait, no, sorry, not for not for toilet-based okay, uh, segues. Okay, I'm, I'm clarify. I was going to say, I mentioned the, the hashtag Ask All the Anime. We we make it known on on all the podcast pages on the blog that if you want to just throw out a question for when we next have an opportunity to go through some questions or something, you know, comes up, it, it's it's all well and good doing it and such. We'd love to hear from people. In response to us mentioning on a recent episode that we were thinking of trying to do some kind of video podcast, have actually had some good responses to that, and people in, in, encouraged, almost, I guess is a word 
to, to use that we are that we're thinking of doing that and people also just wanting us to perhaps get the archives up on YouTube so that that is something we are still looking into everybody I'm currently in the process and Andy you can attest this because I've been showing you some sort of things I've been working on we are currently in the process of trying to figure out the best way to utilize getting archives of episodes i.e. all the, the recent episodes we've done and stuff onto our YouTube channel specifically, just to have some kind of archive there that we can then work forward from. But in terms of video podcast, Andy, it's definitely something we're, we're working on and hopefully some news to follow on that soon. Yes, yeah, we'll hopefully get to uh, to try that out pretty soon because, yeah, we're keen to to give it a go. Like, I already have a, a dumb thing that I want to do on a video podcast, so, you know, it's, it's bad, bad news all around unless you want to see us on video, in which case, good news, and surprisingly, people do, so I'm, I'm all for that. And uh, we mentioned YouTube there, folks. That is one of our social media channels that we are on. So if you want to learn about more about All The Anime, the company that we represent, the UK's largest independent distributor of Japanese animation, make sure you head over to our website, alltheanime.com. There you can get the latest information on our upcoming releases, recent, already available releases, and who knows what else. You can also go to our blog, which is blog.alltheanime.com, for some great articles every week, plus news on upcoming releases as well, like, as we talked about last week, our release of Promare, which is available to pre-order right now for a special limited time offer at our alltheanime.com online shop. And I mentioned social media there. Not only are we on YouTube, we are also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find them all the anime. That's just all the anime, one word. So Andy, we we've had a weekend, as it were. I'm sure we are. Uh, we both watched some bits and bobs and such. But but anything you want to know in general? Any interesting occurrences happen other than podcast thinking? I guess. <laughs> um, no, no, not really. Um, I kind of had had a, a bit of a sort of just. Uh... Uh, video gaming and, and movie weekends. I actually didn't, didn't watch anything particularly new anime-wise. I'm kind of keeping up with my, my simulcast, but uh, other than that, it was uh, kind of, you know, just, just bouncing around various video games. Like, it's, it's some, some weird tonal shifts going from uh, Animal Crossing to Gears Tactics, I will say. Um, but uh, it's all it's all good. Yeah, for me, I I did some some gaming just playing more of Final Fantasy, but I'm really just trying to, to savour it because I... It, weird as it sounds, I can't actually play a game for that long nowadays. It's not that I don't want to, it's more just my body is like hurting from sitting down for so long. It's just the way it gets to at this point. So, yeah. But other, other than that, just trying to, you know, keep up some kind of exercise regimen, just getting back into that frame of things, you know, doing some housework, you know, trying to make an effort to be a semblance of a good human being. And yeah, and then, you know, watching a few bits and bobs as well, a little bit of anime in there. Admittedly, I didn't watch as much anime as I thought I was going to this weekend, but I still watched a couple of things. And one of the things I will be talking about today in a few minutes, no doubt. So I guess to, to launch straight into some of what we've been watching, Andy, what's one of the things you've been watching? Um, yeah, so like as, as mentioned, I've really just been kind of keeping up with uh, with, with with the, the remaining simulcasts. As uh, as even today, more and more things are kind of uh, hitting uh, hitting the, the blockades in terms of uh, in, in terms of production. Um, but I guess oh, really? that, uh, what's been hit, then we might as well just deviate on that for a second. Um, yeah, yeah, Galandino is the the latest one that's uh, that's basically stopping after the next episode. Um, so that's another one that is uh, they, they've already said that they're basically going to do reruns of the first five episodes over the coming weeks on TV so mm. it seems like they're kind of in that in the assumption that they're going to be they're going to be stuck for at least kind of a month you know before they can can catch up so uh, so yeah that's uh, another one to uh, to add to the the list of uh, of casualties unfortunately from the, the spring season 
Um, Galandino is one that you've talked about before. I'm just trying to think. Has that received any kind of dub yet? Um, I'm trying to remember. That's a Funimation show, isn't it? Um, God, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember now whether that's on Funimation or, or Crunchyroll. It's because uh, I, I only watched the first episode. I kind of have uh, somewhat forgotten. But yeah, I think yeah, that is a, a Funimation title. Um, yeah, I'm not sure whether they were were dubbing that or planning to to dub that or, or not actually. So uh, so yeah, I'm not not actually too sure. It's an interesting point of discussion because as far as I'm aware and from what I've sort of pieced together from things that have been said in public and whatnot, I think when it comes to the schedule of releasing a simul dub, it needs, or, you know, a, or a dub show of a simulcast, because I appreciate other companies are doing them as well. I think that the, from, from what I can, again, sort of piece together, it sounds like they need to keep to effectively the same broadcast schedule as in Japan, just on a, a delay accordingly for when the English version's released. So it'll be interesting to see if maybe, again, if there is a dub being made of it, if they're having to hold back new episodes, if they are actually able to dub them currently, or how that's going to impact dubbing schedules going forward. Yes, yeah, because, I mean, as, as we talked about previously, you know, obviously Funimation are trying to kind of, you know, dub from home effectively and, you know, all of the challenges uh, within that. And it's, it's been it's been entertaining over the last week watching uh, watching voice actors run the gamut from spending, like, thousands of dollars on kind of proper booths for their own home to, uh, to other actors saying, like, no, I just, like, basically, like, pile clothes and blankets around myself for soundproofing and that's that's my booth um so you know pe- people go coming at it from from various different angles yeah you know there, there are different ways to, to do it certainly but hey if you you know what i will say if you have been able to make enough money working in anime to shell out buying and building your own recording studio effectively fair play to you yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, I think it's Christina V that that like posted her kind of like unboxing, if you like, of, of her kind of own <laughs> recording booth, which she, which is very clear. Like, hey, I've always kept like a rainy day fund for you know if bad times and spending money on something that I need to kind of you know keep uh, keep going. And so like this, this seems like a rainy day. So you know, there you go. And it was yeah, like the the, the booth that was advertised is like, oh yeah, build this in fifteen minutes, but it took like eight hours because that's that's how all flat pack furniture works. It's like oh yeah, easiest. And then several hours later, and a lot of pain. You're you're somewhere closer to actually building the thing. I'm sure in the instruction manual they meant you can read all the instructions in 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe that was what they intended. <laughs> There's like an asterisk somewhere that just says assembly may take longer. Yeah, uh, but but sorry, you were saying about um, about Galandino, weren't you? Uh, yes, yeah, so yes, yeah, so Galandino that that is the the latest uh, casualty of uh, of the, uh, the the current uh, current production issues. Um, but in terms of stuff I've, I've been watching and keeping up on that, have kind of become increasingly interesting slash weird. Um, I guess the the main one that's still kind of catching my eye week on week is a uh, Gleitner, which uh, I kind of talked about a fair few weeks ago after like the first episode on here. Which I mean, it continues to be a, a series of of many things and many emotions because like in some ways like it's it's a really fan service laden show um at times it is really problematic but it's also like it it has some really kind of fascinating ideas to it that i kind of can't tear myself away from because it's kind of uh, as it's moved on is the sort of the core of that series has become more and more of a kind of Almost mirror Nikki esque kind of idea. Like at this point, there are more. <laughs> Wait, there are what? <laughs> yeah, like at, at this point, so so basically, we're now at the point where we kind of 
we I'm understand. sorry, Andy, I'm just going to just to interject very quickly. Just to put this out there, guys, if you can hear what sounds like wind in the background, it is wind literally raging against my window right now. You may not hear it come the show because I might be able to do some work behind it. But just to put this out there, if you can hear raging wind in the background, it's not me feeling ill. It's it's the natural wind outside against my window continue <laughs> good, good to know um yeah so like basically sort of glitmir has, has finished sort of setting out its store for sort of the the basic premise of the series now in that there's some alien entity that has kind of come down to earth and there's a slightly kind of madica magica aspect to it as well where this this alien has basically granted certain individuals powers um but it's sort of powers based upon their kind of innermost desires which has gotten really interesting as the series has gone on because there's quite a wide gamut of, of kind of abilities that has come to the fore and perhaps equally interesting is kind of how those powers have come about because there are some characters much like kind of the protagonist of the series that really like had no idea how they ended up with these powers i mean in 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 the, in the case of like the, the actual protagonist of the show, um, Shuichi, it's kind of like it seems as if it was forced upon him by somebody else without him knowing knowing about it. But like his his ability, his like as, as I mentioned last time, I talked about this. Like uh, Shuichi can kind of turn into this big sort of this big kind of um, like animal suit, basically that kind of makes him incredibly strong. So um, kind of like a mascot suit. Yes, yeah, exactly, like a kind of Kigurumi kind of mascot suit sort of thing. Um, and so, you know, it gives him kind of, like, strength, et cetera, et cetera, and also, like, obviously, you know, nobody can tell it's him uh, because it's just, like, some weird animal costume. Um, the, the big kind of twist a little later on with that is it turns out that other people can just climb inside him and control him, um, which what, is... What? <laughs> which is... as is, is, it's, I was going to say it's as weird as it sounds. It's weirder than it sounds when you actually like see it within the show because it, it is it is a a strange thing in many ways. Um, but like so, basically, all of his power is kind of a very subconscious manifestation of him as a person. Like you know, even down to you know people climbing inside him and controlling him. Like you know, there is a he's he's basically you know somebody who wants to conform and make others other people happy is kind of you know how he's presented at the start of this series and clearly like the way his his powers work is kind of a manifestation of that um but now we're kind of deeper in the series like there are some characters who have very precise well-defined powers because they knew exactly what they wanted kind of out of life basically and so they have these really kind of like pinpoint precise powers that they're able to use in a very particular way um, that is very kind of direct, you know, they, they are themselves completely. They don't have any weird kind of, you know, changes to themselves physically. They just have this certain ability. Um, and so it's kind of really interesting watching this series kind of grow grow out in terms of its cast of characters um, and kind of see who these individuals are. Um, and then there's also just kind of the broader mystery of like, A, why, why are people being given these powers? Because that is still kind of unclear. Um, there's sort of a certain factional element to it because, you know, everybody sort of has a different take on what they want to do with these powers or whether they still want them at all. Um, and so there are a lot of kind of interesting elements revolving around now that there's sort of, you know, now that the, the baseline of the plot has been set up and there's a broader cast of characters. It's doing some pretty fascinating stuff and, uh, you know, that kind of lends itself a bit like Mironiki. You know, you you have these great kind of standoffs between characters. You have, you know, very different abilities. Um, But there's also kind of, you know, some some interesting character-driven stuff there as well that I'm, I'm kind of interested in. 
Hmm. That, I'm very intrigued by this, especially... So, I guess... Okay, I have far too many questions, but most of which are probably spoilers, so I'll probably try and ask this one at the very least. So, when you said that, like, the main guy can turn into a mascot suit, mm-hmm. is he, like, just... Does, like, a suit form around him, or does he literally become a suit, as it were? And then that's why someone can climb inside of him, because there's nothing else in there. Yeah, so he basically becomes the suit, effectively. So kind of at the start of the series, it's something that he doesn't really understand or particularly have any control over. So when he kind of, like... When he's put in any kind of peril or is kind of, like, majorly stressed, effectively, like, it just kind of happens automatically. Um, But kind of, he also kind of figures out how to actually kind of activate that himself. But, yeah, like, he basically becomes the suit. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, somebody can climb into him because he is the suit, which, again, is even... It it just gets weirder and weirder the more you think about it and try to unpack it. So what you're saying is, for, for, for the for the betterment of my brain, it's probably best to just actually watch this to try and grasp it. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd, I'd actually be interesting to kind of hear, you know, how, how you come down on it. Because I think it's one of those series that people will either love or hate. Like, and I... I have a complex relationship with it because as I mentioned, like it's a, it's a very fan service laden show, which is certainly not normally my thing. And that side of it can kind of get a little bit tiring at some point. It's like, okay, yeah, all the characters are going to take their clothes off. Great. Um, there's a, like, as a con- you just keep filling in the bingo card for what you expect to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it sort of, it all makes, it mostly makes sense kind of contextually because, for whatever reasons um but you know it, it doesn't make it any less kind of like in your face um like there's a very much a content warning for the latest episode that kind of said at the, the time of recording this which was episode six i think uh which like you know has it, it goes it goes for for you know sexual assault basically and kind of plays that off in a, in a weird sort of way so there's those kind of moments that i'm not particularly comfortable with how the series handles it a lot of the time um and it can kind of get a bit tiring in other places but like i say like the, the broad idea of the series the way it's kind of presented in, in the, the grander sense and kind of some of these characters and the 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 interrelationships between them i find really interesting so it's at the moment it's doing enough of the kind of the stuff that i'm intrigued by to kind of you know set aside the stuff that i'm less into but i suspect there will some people that will just kind of you know get pushed away hard by the, the presentation and the fact that it is a very kind of fan servicey and very very male gazy show hmm interesting well i will uh, i will endeavor to uh to, to add that to the watch list so I can provide some thoughts on it if anyone really wants to hear it. And that's, uh, do you say that that's, that's Gleipnir on Funimation now, correct? Yes, that's Gleipnir on Funimation now, yes, correct. <laughs> you say, I say Gleip, you say Gleep. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Again, it's one of those weird kind of things where, like, the title isn't really anything yet, or I don't recall it actually being said within the show. So it's not even one of those things where you're kind of, like, listening out for, like, oh, maybe this is the moment that will actually tell me how to say this thing so I don't sound like an idiot on a podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think anyone's actually said that word or explained what it means yet properly. It's, so. it's kind of like when we were discussing how do you pronounce the show Art or Arta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like at, at least that kind of comes out you right off the bat to explain like, oh yeah, this is the Italian word for art. But um, it's like, yeah, this is a <laughs> this this is this is more of a problem. And you're just like, what does Gleipnir even mean? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I'm pretty sure. I think it maybe has been mentioned somewhere that it's kind of like the, the actual kind of name of, of like these powers or something. But I, I feel like I, I haven't really. I don't recall hearing it actually said at some point, so that I could kind of glom onto it and be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, now I know how to say this word." Oh, there we go. So, uh, yeah, again, I will, I will endeavour to uh, to try and check some of that out when I when I get the opportunity to, opportunity to do so. So I guess for something I've been watching, Andy, on the anime spectrum, because like I said, not, not a lot of anime has been watched this weekend, but uh, I decided to, to sort of go back in time a little bit. Because you might recall that on the previous episode of the podcast, you discussed the show Bofuri. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. Indeed. And unfortunately at the time, I couldn't watch it because Funimation's app was just, to be blunt, it wasn't working. So <laughs> I, uh, I just decided, you know what? I actually kind of am in the mood to check out Something quite fun. It is another isekai show going back to that trapped in another world scenario, but not actually trapped because they're willingly wanting to play this game. So based on what you said before and how you were pretty sure I was going to like it, I just thought, you know what? I'll dive in and check it out. One thing I also decided to do, Andy, as a slight curveball, not that I've got an issue whether it's double or sub anyway, but I decided to actually check it out with uh, with the English dub that Funimation produced because they did, did a simul dub for it. Oh, yes, indeed they did. And I've got to say, I've watched the first two episodes, and I love the show. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's in terms of series that kind of sell themselves really well in those first couple of episodes, like, it's definitely it's definitely very much high up there. Because, yeah, I, I started it, like, knowing that a bunch of people had recommended it and being like, yeah, okay, this is this seems like something that I, I might get into. But, but still with some reservations, because, like you say, the whole kind of virtual world thing has been done to death. But those first two episodes were just like, yeah, I'm definitely watching all of this. I can't think of anything that's going to push me away. Exactly. And so to, to sort of give a, a brief overview of the plot, it, essentially, a, a young girl has been basically told by her friend to buy this new game, which is known as New World Online, which when they had the abbreviation of NWO, I won't <laughs> lie, all I could think of was a wrestling reference. People I mean, know. yeah, like even as somebody who's not big in re- into wrestling, it was also all I could think of. So that's yeah. fair. So if you know, you know. <laughs> but so she buys the game and it turns out her friend basically has been grounded and has been forced to study for, for schoolwork because she's been playing games for too much. So the young girl, I think it's Kaide, her name, but then her, mm-hmm. her online name becomes Maple because I think that's how it somehow works out spelling-wise in Japanese. Yes, she, yeah, it's a bit, bit of wordplay there. Yeah, so she, she just basically dives in and she... She's not one who likes to attack things. She she kind of would much rather not get hurt because the whole idea of it is you've got to wear this headset, gloves, and stuff. So in theory, you you know you'll probably feel something while you're playing the game. But she decides that she wants to act very much on a self defense route. So she just picks this big ass shield as her starting weapon, and it's a wonderful journey in the first episode of her being completely clueless to an MMORPG, just a, a game which is just purely based online. Which, I'm not going to lie, Andy, although I have played some Final Fantasy XIV, I would by no means call myself an expert, so I could relate to this instantly. Yeah, yeah, I think there's definitely... Uh, yeah, like the, the, I think everybody has kind of certain types of video games that they they just don't normally play, and like even if you're kind of used to game mechanics in general, sometimes you go into like a new genre of game and it can be kind of... It can be pretty baffling if you're if it doesn't explain itself very well. And so when she decides that she wants to just kind of focus on making sure she can't get hurt, as you talked about previously, she literally just any stat points she gets, she will she'll put it to defense. 
And she's sort of doing the maths in her head every time she, say, maybe acquires a new item or a new skill gives her another ability that adds to her defense. And she keeps doing the maths of how much more defense she has. And it's just it's just really, really good fun, like how she's being attacked by this cute rabbit for seemingly four or five hours straight. And because this rabbit just kept attacking her and she would she couldn't attack back because all her other stats are pants, she ends up becoming hideously strong from a defensive point of view and just gets loads of abilities because of it. And it's a wonderful, just fun journey of her discovering that, oh yeah, if, if other things can't hurt me, I can still have fun in this game. And she's just really, really enjoying it. And then this plays into the story of her deciding, with by the time we get to the second episode, of her just wanting to have some more... What This is actually in the first episode still, I believe. But it's her just going, ah, oh, you know, I kind of you know want like a, a big-ass shield like that guy's got over there. You know, how can I get something far cooler than just this wooden shield I started with? And so she is essentially told, oh, you know, if you go... If you go to, like, this mountain over here, there's, like, a big, like, dragon's dungeon there. Like, the Poison Dragon Dungeon, I think it was called. So, yeah, if you go there at some point, occasionally there's, like, a rare rare item drop where you could get some really cool, you know, gear from it so you could look cool. And she's just like, okay, cool, well, thank you very much. I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. And then the guys that she's been talking to are just like, she's not going to that dungeon now, is she? She's like level two. She she can't. Nah, she's not. She's not. So they don't they don't think anything more of it. Of course she does, and it's just a, a wonderfully fun journey of her eventually getting to this boss battle room, and her <laughs> not even fighting the boss, just coming up with a way to basically work around the limitations of the stats she's given herself to ultimately somehow defeat this boss. And it is just really, really good fun. Which then leads into episode two, when her friend can now join the game. And she has also been involved in this this tournament to try and get, like, another rare item. And she ends up doing ridiculously well and just owning everybody purely because of her defense. So by the time her friend gets involved, whose name I think is Risa, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that sounds right. So by, by the time she gets in the game... Um, Maple's stat, the defense stats are so hideously overpowered and she's just trying to think, oh, what the heck am I going to do to try and catch up to you? And if we want to, you know, go around the world together and party up, what kind of stats should I now focus on to make sure we can both have a lot of fun? And it's just a really fun, just a really fun journey in these first two episodes of just playing on so many things that I have encountered in like in me playing Final Fantasy XIV as an example, my first MMORPG, where there's just so much information to try and take in, you're not entirely sure what to actually focus on specifically, and you're just trying to work around this, trying to understand how the world works, and it, it, it really did just warm my heart watching this show, because I totally just related to Maple's character. Yeah, and I think it's also really fun in terms of the way that, you know, especially with this kind of game, any kind of online game, the first thing people do is find kind of exploits and break game systems. Like, I remember when Destiny first came out and, like, people found a particular cave where you could just stand and shoot enemies all day until you, like, got all of the loot. And, like, Animal Crossing, you know, people were figuring out ways that... What was it? It's like, I think if you put something down on a rock really quickly and had somebody else, like, remove the rock at that point in time, it would, like, it would keep the thing in your inventory, but also there'd be a new one on the ground, so you could basically, like, duplicate things. And, like, all these great kind of 
you know, people just having these innovative ways of breaking game systems. And I think it's really enjoyable the way it kind of plays with that of Maple just com- completely inadvertently without even thinking about it, kind of completely breaking the balance of the game early on. And then kind of the developers having to to try and kind of rectify that and work around that. Um, but yeah, like I, I really enjoyed that that first kind of like tournament bit where like you know at that point her name's already become sort of a bit of a talking point amongst players, so everybody just decides like okay, well we're just going to gang up on her and you know like put put page to her chances of winning this thing, and then it just like without even trying, she just kind of ends up just destroying pretty much everybody in, in this really entertaining way. Yes, because like when she gets like this really really top-notch gear from doing the Poison Dragon dungeon, she ends up with a shield that essentially can now have abilities set to it. And so she basically has her shield devouring characters, which is just a defense move, but she's using it as an offensive move, as a counterattack. And it's just all these ideas you're thinking, imagine if this happened in a real game. And that's partly as well why it is so ludicrously fun. Whether whether you've played an MMORPG or not, the idea of you somehow finding an exploit, like you said, in any game and somehow just using it in a completely innocent way to your ridiculous advantage, it's just a wonderfully heartwarming thing. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. And I, I think that's the nice thing that kind of comes out of a lot of these sort of um, anime series that are sort of based on RPGs is kind of like the... The, the language and the way things happen in RPGs has become such a kind of a well-known language. Like if you know anything about video games, even if you don't play them directly. And I mean, the kind of running joke these days is that every game is an RPG now because everything has kind of stat levels and, you know, you're leveling up and making the numbers get bigger, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a ro- anything at this point is a role-playing game. It, it, exactly. So it's like, you know, everything has the, those sort of, you know, core components to them. So it's it's really easy to sort of pick up on, you know, what, what's going on and why and kind of why things are, are amusing or entertaining, even if you're not kind of deeply into, you know, MMORPGs and that kind of specific genre. I'm really looking forward to watching more of this show. And I think as well, Andy, you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's already been greenlit for a second season, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. The first season ended with confirmation that there would be, be a second. And yeah, I mean, it's it was one of my concerns about the series, is especially given its idea of just like, oh yeah, I'm going to max out my defense, is that, oh, this is going to run out of ideas really quickly. But it actually manages to keep things really fresh because like you mentioned, like her friend kind of starts saying like, okay, well, how, how do I kind of skill up to to work alongside you and it kind of it grows out its roster of characters in a good way that means it isn't just the same joke over and over again about you know uh, being a defense character and it, it does it does some really fun things and some really pretty cool things as it goes on so yeah i think if if you're on board with those first two episodes you will enjoy it all the way through it's even little things like the idea that that maple literally can't walk that fast because she put nothing into her agility stats yeah. So she she walks like at a snail's pace, but her friend is just like walking down a corridor, and Maple's like, "Stop walking so fast!" <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. There's and then the lots- way they get around that is for for Risa just to give her a piggyback. It's just it's little things like that, which is it's so simple yet it works so well. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really nice attention to detail, and yeah, it's it's very enjoyable. It, it will continue to play with those kind of ideas through the series as well. Like it continues to uh, to to poke fun at and kind of you know do fun things 
with the fact that yeah, like you know, finding ways to make up for all the other stats that that Maple has put zero into, and kind of you know, how do you how do you alleviate that is is actually a really fun part of the series going forward as well. And in terms of the quality of the English dub for anybody interested, based on the first two episodes, I really really like the dub. It really feels like they have thought about. Just, just how the voices would match to the characters, based on, obviously based on the characters I've been introduced to so far. So it feels like a very natural fit, which actually adds to the enjoyment even more. Because sometimes you can get voices where you're just like, I don't know, there's just, there's just, there's something about it that isn't clicking with me. Or sometimes you just utterly hate the voice and it just, it just doesn't work for you. But in this instance, it, it's worked really well for me so far. It, a, a weird. A sort of weird comparison to sort of give to that or a weird analogy is like with me, I keep mentioning Final Fantasy VII Remake and I'm sorry everybody, but it's just the easiest thing I could compare to at the moment. But I'm loving the, I, at the beginning, I was loving the voice acting of all the characters, but then weirdly, the first time I heard Tifa speak, something about it didn't click with me. And I don't know when I told Keith that, he pretty threatened, he went, do you want to take that back? <laughs> Implying I should take that back. <laughs> Because Tifa's like his favourite character. But for me, it just it just it wasn't clicking. I don't know what it was. But then there was a scene, maybe like a chapter or two later, where like Tifa got moderately angry at a situation that was happening. And it was at that moment where suddenly for me the character clicked and the voice. And sometimes that's all it takes for it to happen. But I'm really happy with the fact that for this show in particular, based on what I have seen in these first two episodes, the voices are are just right and just what they need to be. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah, it's always more difficult, I think, with dubs when it's either kind of something that's been dubbed in the past or where, where you've consumed it in a in a different form before. Like even I've had that before with kind of uh, say like manga or light novels to anime adaptations. Like because even if you're reading something, you kind of have an internal voice in your head that is this is how this character sounds. And sometimes it can be really jarring when you finally finally come to like a a live action or anime adaptation of you know a book or manga or whatever. And it's like wait, that's not how that character should be. Even though you know that's purely your own imagining of how that character should sound with no with no real kind of descriptors to suggest that 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 is the right way and it can sometimes it can just be off-putting for good sometimes you can kind of get get used to it and kind of you know grow to love it but uh but yeah that's cool i, I feel like i've seen like a clip or two of buffery's dub and thought like yeah it seems like they've they've got it on point so uh so no that's uh, that's cool yeah in fact actually with the, with the manga analogy you just used there that's exactly what happened to me with death note I read the manga first. I tried to watch the anime. I just couldn't get past it because of the yeah. voices. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I can't think of any like specific examples off the top of my head, but I certainly there, there was definitely one recently where I remember I'd, I'd read the manga and then the anime adaptation came about like in the last six months or so, and it was just like, oh wait, that's not that voice. And uh, you know, it, it took me it took me a good few episodes to kind of get used to it in my head. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if there are any other examples. I mean, it's weird sort of doing going the other way around, like sometimes starting with the anime and then moving to the manga. Like, it's obviously a far easier transition because you have the voice in your head. Yeah. But in terms of any others where it's read the manga first... Um, no, but Death Note is always the one that really springs to mind because I've never... I think I've never watched more than two episodes of it. I mean... Given how long it's been since I read Death Note and have really sort of thought about the voices, if I went and watched it now, which, you know what, I might actually do that at some point as well, partly for purposes of talking on here as well, but I might actually just try and check out the anime and just see how I feel about it. Be it dubbed or subbed, I don't know. But for whatever reason, like I said, that was always one where I, I just couldn't get past the voices. 
Mm, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, because I think I watched the anime first with that, so I was kind of safe. So I, I kind of, you know, just transplanted those voices onto the uh, onto the manga when I read it. Ah, so there we go. But uh, so I guess throwing the ball over back to you, Andy. Anything else you want to talk about that you've been watching or indulging in? Um, yeah, so the, the other um, spring season show that I've been been really enjoying that I think is worth revisiting is uh, Wave Listen to Me, which is uh, the series that, again, talked about it a few weeks ago. Um, I, I gave my elevator pitch of It Starts With Someone Fighting a Bear. If uh, Yeah, that, that's <laughs> the know. one it was. I, I was actually thinking, how did you describe this? Was this the one with the bear? I'm yeah glad, i'm glad i remembered it right <laughs> yeah so, so yeah so this this is this is a story of of girl who works in a restaurant who inadvertently sort of becomes a a, a, a hit on the radio um thanks to kind of a, a drunken ramble to, to somebody that gets recorded um and the, after that kind of start and after as i mentioned at the time like pulling something from a, a later volume of, of the source material to kind of like put its best foot forward would be like hey here's the character fighting a bear um, it's basically it's it's kind of it's a slow burn towards getting the character to that point where they actually have a radio show um, and kind of like five episodes in I think we are now it's finally sort of got to that point where you know she's actually taking her first kind of footsteps into having this this radio station and kind of having a, a slot where she can basically well I was gonna say she can do what she likes but at this point she's kind of effectively having kind of ideas fed to her that she just gets to ad lib on for a while um and it's still really enjoyable like it, it has a really good cast of characters who is just like even when they're complete idiots they're they're really kind of likable um I find the whole radio angle fascinating just because like I, I find radio as a whole kind of a really interesting medium and uh, it's certainly kind of really starting to come together now it's actually focusing on that a little bit more um, and it's kind of it, it's surprisingly kind of out there for a series that is just about kind of having a show on a radio station like it really it really sort of goes all in with some of its its concepts it's like you know there's it also plays with the idea of that there's there are some points in this series where you don't know how much of it is just kind of like somebody imagining something and something actually happening like there's a point where effectively like the main character sort of gets gets her first radio slot and it's like okay so the, the premise of this segment is that that you're a woman who's just murdered her boyfriend like that's that's basically your opening thing just like go just like act out whatever you want kind of like a they frame it as like an Orson Welles War of the Worlds-esque thing of like, we're going to try and pull a stunt where people who just listen in randomly will think like, what the heck is this? Like, what what have I stumbled upon? Sounds um, very much like like improvisation as well. Yeah, yeah, it is It is basically, yeah, just kind of her just doing improv effectively. It's that then they just give her some really weird cues at the end and be like, and now there's aliens. And it's like, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but like, it, it does some really interesting things. So like all, all, all of kind of that segment is kind of, spliced against what seems like an actual kind of thing going on elsewhere and it never makes it clear whether this is just sort of part of of like the the shtick on this this radio segment or whether this is something that's actually happening in real life because the radio broadcast is playing on a radio in this other thing that's going on and it kind of has it really has fun kind of just like toying with the viewer's imagination at that point of being like well how what what's actually kind of real and what isn't here um and it, it does it does some really interesting things like that and and even the latest episode has gone into to potentially a really strange kind of place and i'm not sure where it's going to kind of come down on at this point because it kind of leaves you with a bit of a cliffhanger 
but because the series has set itself up as being a bit of an unreliable narrator, like you don't, you're never quite sure whether things you're seeing are things that have actually happened or just kind of you know things that people are uh, have kind of made up on the spot or imagined because you know the main character Minari just likes to tell tall tales and stuff sometimes and so it does some really interesting things that kind of always keeps you on your toes because it's it's easy to sit down and watch a series and just take everything for what it is but this is a series where quite frequently there are things where you're not quite sure whether to take it at face value or whether it's just kind of it's just some other story or just some bit of kind of like fiction as part of a radio broadcast or something. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been really fascinating. I, I, I'm really uh, really enjoying it at the moment. Is this a show that's going to be impacted because of everything going on, or has this been completed? Do you think? Um, I don't think it's explicitly been said that it's finished i mean certainly it's not had any delays or anything thus far but as, as we're seeing you know things are still running running a ground so yeah i don't think it's been confirmed as complete but i'm, I'm kind of hoping you know now, especially now it's really got some uh it's it sort of you know got, got its uh got its foot on the floor a little bit somewhat so i'm hoping it doesn't get interrupted at, at some point because because uh, that would be a shame mm. oh well there we go and that's on funimation correct that is on funimation yes yeah. I know it sounds like sometimes we just sort of forget where we watch things, folks. It's because we're dealing with so many streaming services nowadays. There just comes a point where your brain just kind of melts into one. Yeah, yeah, it's weird when it comes to actually watching stuff. Like, I just automatically know what I'm firing up when, but that's more almost just on a weird kind of schedule of like, oh, it's Tuesday, so, you know, that means that I'll, I'll log on to this service. And then, yeah, like, when I actually have to think about these things divorced from any kind of timeline, it's like, wait, where do I watch that? Because <laughs> just you just do it so often. Exactly. Yeah, it's it. it so to sort of deviate the conversation for a second, because admittedly, Andy, I should just ask you outright, and we should have talked about this before we started. Do you have anything else you want to talk about specifically? Uh, no, no, I think that's it for me. Cool, because I, I, I have again, I haven't got anything else on the anime spectrum I can talk about. But one of the things I did actually want to highlight, which is something I'm probably gonna check out at some point given what i've said about the show and how much i like it so far and i think it's something worth touching on andy is that crunchyroll did announce that the english dub cast for for their show tower of god ah yes yes indeed they have and how that that is going to be debuting i want to say imminently it might even be this week actually that it's debuting on the service with the first episode Okay. Yes. Yeah. I've got to admit, I kind of saw the announcement and didn't check the the time frame on it but that would that would make sense so when it comes to who is actually involved in the English dub, there's a variety of names, admittedly some of whom I'm, I'm not very familiar with, but the, the, the one I think to start off first of all, Andy, Johnny Young Bosch as Bam, like that's obviously a good get, has done a heck of a lot of anime in his day and continues to do a lot of anime, I should say. And then we've got other people involved as well, such as Valerie Rose Lohman. Admittedly, I'm not familiar with what everyone has done, everybody, so forgive me for sounding very uh, ignorant to some of their previous work. Chris Hackney is another one. I, I want to say off the top of my head, I think Chris Hackney has been involved maybe in Hunter Hunter or Gundam Seed. For some reason, that's popping into my brain, but I can't think why. That's just me going literally off the top of my head. We've got Matthew David Rudd as Rack Wraith Razor. Still the best name for an anime character. I'm still going with that. <laughs> I, I want to say they may have done something involving JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But yes. I remember yeah. that, that name rings a bell for some reason. There's Kira Buckland, who is a name that I, I am very familiar with, has done loads of work as well. 
We also have, forgive me if I sound like I'm, I'm umming and ahhing through this, because I'm just scrolling through Crunchyroll, uh, Crunchyroll's list here. We've got Christina V, who we talked about earlier with her, own, with her own studio. She is a character in this as well. Loads and loads of people are involved in this. If you go to the official Tower of God anime Twitter, which is T-O-G underscore anime, you can get the full list of who is involved there, rather than us just going through and just not giving people the credit they deserve. But I just think it's really, really cool that Crunchyroll have been able to fully announce the cast of this dub, Andy, and the fact that it is arriving imminently. Yes, yeah, I know they have a, a few dubs kind of incoming for this season, but uh, yeah, like as, as kind of one of their, their headline shows for the season, it's good to see that that is, uh, is uh, coming coming along nicely. So yeah, I think, uh, I believe that begins uh, tomorrow as uh, as things stand. So. 13th of May, you're correct, yeah. So yeah. Blimey, it is this week. That's come around quickly. Yeah, so so yeah, so it looks like they're sort of aiming for a schedule of, of kind of every Wednesday following on from that. So I don't know if that means they've got everything recording in, in the can or whether they have alternative arrangements. But uh, hopefully they can they can keep that uh, keep that going. Yeah, so there we go, everybody. So uh, effectively, if you're a, if you're a dub person or you prefer dubs, there is a new show for you to check out starting this week. And like I say, it might not be this week; it might be next week. But I am definitely going to check out some of this English dub of Tower of God because I'm very very interested in it. Hmm. Are you going to check out Tower of God at some point, Andy? Because I know you sort of wanted to wait until maybe there was a lot more of it. We're probably about halfway through it now, in theory. Yes, yeah, I, I do. I do keep meaning to uh, to, to get onto it, so uh, I will probably do so at, at some point. I suspect. So there we go. And uh, with that being said, Andy, anything else you wanted to touch on today, or anything you think we should touch on, or at least make mention of in some way, shape, or form? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I, I guess the one thing I, I will say, we mentioned it at the top of the show, but uh, thank you to everybody who is super hyped for our Premiere Collects edition. It's been uh, really exciting to see how uh, how hyped everybody is for that. You know, when, when we put these things out into the world, we're, we're always pretty confident that we've done something cool, but uh, like we've had an unprecedented kind of outpouring of, of excitement and love for our, our Collects edition. So uh, if you haven't pre-ordered it yet, you can still do so at an early bird price. So I'd recommend you, you do so quick because uh, they, they, uh, those copies are getting snapped up pretty fast at the moment. Yeah, while we can't elaborate exactly on numbers, I think it's fair to say that we could probably definitely say, Andy, it's done blooming well on our shop. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, like, like I say, it was always like with anything, when, when you kind of create and produce something, you, you always look at it and think, I, I think this is good. This is good, right? But there's always that fear in the back of your mind that people look at it and be like, nah, it's not really what I wanted. But uh, I think this time we've hit the nail on the head with exactly what everybody wanted because uh, I've seen really nothing but an, an outpouring of uh, uh, of excitement for uh, for that release. So it's been, uh, been really edifying to see. Definitely. And uh, just to reiterate, folks, well, because I know a few people are still saying that they're a bit confused as to why there's like different listing conventions on like Amazon and such. Other retailers will be updating their product listings to, if, just to put it bluntly, to match what we have said accordingly. That is going to happen. But just with the way things currently are, things just take a bit more time. So if, for example, you did want to pre-order the collector's edition set from Amazon, it will be the same one that is on our shop. There, there, is no, there are no different versions of the collector's edition. It is this one version. Yeah, exactly. And I guess on the new product front, Andy, it's probably worth mentioning to people, we're probably going to be having some, some news about upcoming products arriving over the next few weeks or so. so. So definitely keep an eye out because we'll definitely have some news to share in the coming weeks as things get fully signed off and approved and whatnot. 
Yes, absolutely. Yes, and we, we've got uh, quite a busy day lined up uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, the thirteenth of May, as, as things stand. Um, we're, we will be doing a our usual deal of the week. Will not be a usual deal of the week. We've got something a little bit different, a little bit special for you. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that on uh, on kind of Wednesday evening, and then Friday. Yeah, we'll probably have another pretty uh, pretty nifty offer as well. All being well, we're just kind of uh, finalising that. So uh, yeah, keep uh, keep your eyes peeled on all of our channels all this week as usual because uh, exciting times abound so with that being said everybody thank you very much for checking out this edition of the all the anime podcast from myself jeremy graves from him andy hanley please do make sure you visit our alltheanime.com online shop uh, not only to take advantage of the upcoming i say the upcoming offer the offer on the upcoming release of premiere but also you can get all the details on all of our other releases as well so you can get your hands on those and whatnot we'll be back on friday with another episode of the podcast chances are Andy we're going to have a few things to talk about on Friday so it, it may be a different show than normal I think it's fair to say <laughs> yes yeah there will hopefully be much to discuss indeed stay tuned folks all will become clear very very soon thank you very much for listening and have a nice week bye everyone